News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The government says it's washing its hands of a pro-democracy teachers union after state media called it a tumor that needs to be eradicated. Beijing dismisses foreign criticism of the nine-year jail term given to the first person convicted under the national security law. And mainland officials test more than 9 million people as they try to contain the spread of coronavirus. The Education Bureau has said it'll stop working with the Professional Teachers Union, or PTU, soon, after mainland media called for an investigation into the union. Aaron Tam reports. The Education Bureau said it will not hold meetings with the PTU and consult its opinions regarding education topics. The Bureau said the union's remarks and actions in recent years have not been in line with the education profession, adding they acted more like a political group, citing their participation with organizations that have held pro-democracy rallies such as the Civil Human Rights Front. Meanwhile, state media have described the PTU as a tumor that needs eradicating. They made the comments after the teachers' group pulled out of the alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in China, which used to organize June 4th candlelight vigils in the SAR and has been accused of violating the national security law. State media said the PTU would be deceiving itself if it thinks it would be free from liability by quitting, adding that the SAR government has the responsibility to eradicate it according to the law. In response to state media articles, the PTU said it has not incited student demonstrations and stressed that it opposes Hong Kong independence. Chief Secretary John Lee said a professional group should provide services for members of their profession. He said if any groups go beyond that scope, authorities will handle the matter according to the law. I will not go into discussing each organization's activities, but it's important that they go about their duty in accordance with what is governed under the law and the regulations. Professional organizations should do professional matters and also act in accordance as what is required under the law and regulations. Government workers who have not been vaccinated with at least a shot of COVID-19 vaccine will be required to get tested every two weeks starting from Monday. An internal document seen by civil servant groups said unvaccinated workers will have to pay for their tests starting from the 1st of September. The document from the Civil Service Bureau also said that staff who have to be tested under the new requirement from the 2nd to the 31st of August can claim their expenses. It added that those who refuse to act accordingly without a valid reason may face a penalty. Beijing has hit out at foreign politicians for their criticism over the nine-year jail term given to Tong Yenkit, the first person to be convicted of breaching the national security law in Hong Kong. Kelly Yu reports. In the Bila Masarali, the European Union's foreign policy spokesperson has said that the security law is being used to stifle political pluralism the exercise of human rights and political freedoms in the SAR. But the Office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here fired back, saying such criticism slanders the security law and Hong Kong's rule of law. It added people should stop harming Hong Kong's judicial independence and interfering in local and mainland affairs. Chief Secretary John Lee also rejected foreign criticism, calling it unreasonable and politically motivated. He said Tong's case has gone through an open trial, and the court made its ruling based on facts and evidence, displaying Hong Kong's rule of law. The minister accused foreign officials and politicians of putting politics before justice. 
Health authorities in Nanjing are urging residents not to leave the area as they rush to contain China's worst coronavirus outbreak in months. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton. More than 9 million people in Nanjing are being tested for COVID. Health workers there are trying to gauge how far the Delta variant of the virus has spread from the original cluster of airline workers who apparently became infected after cleaning a plane from Russia. 200 cases linked to that Nanjing outbreak have been found so far across China. On Saturday, 30 new locally transmitted infections were added to the total after cases traced back to Nanjing were discovered in Fujian province and the megacity of Chongqing in China's southwest. Millions of Americans who rent their homes face possible eviction because of a federal moratorium banning the practice ends today. The U.S. House of Representatives failed to renew the measure yesterday. It was introduced last year to prevent homelessness increasing during the pandemic, as huge job losses left people unable to pay their rent. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Fighting is raging around three strategic Afghan cities where the security forces are trying to defend from which the security forces are trying to defend from Taliban militants. The insurgents had intensified their attacks on Herat, Lashkagar and Kandahar. The BBC's Anbarasan Etherajan has this update. Reports said Taliban militants had already breached the front lines in the southern part of Herat city and entered several areas. The renewed fighting came a day after Afghan forces had managed to push back the insurgents with the help of American airstrikes. A 70-year-old pro-government warlord, Ismail Khan, has been galvanizing his militia to defend Herat. The Taliban are also exerting pressure on southern cities. An Afghan MP has warned that if the Taliban capture Kandahar, then five or six other provinces in the region will also be lost. Hundreds of thousands of Bangladeshi garment workers have rushed back to major cities after the government allowed export-oriented factories to reopen despite a surge in the pandemic. The clothing factories, which supply brands in the U.S. and Western Europe, will start work from Sunday. The rush back to industrial areas has sparked fears of another wave of the virus. Bangladesh has so far reported 1.2 million cases with more than 20,000 deaths. Sports now, and Jamaica's Elaine Thompson-Hera has stormed to victory at the Tokyo Olympics with the second fastest time in history in the women's 100 meters, dashing the hopes of two-time champion Shelly-Ann Fraser-Price in the process. Thompson-Hera raced over the line in 10.61 seconds, with Fraser-Price taking silver in 10.74 and Sharika Jackson bronze in 10.76. Poland have scored an upset win in the inaugural Olympic 4x400 meters mixed relay, with the Dominican Republic picking up silver and the United States taking bronze. Earlier, windsurfer Liu Yingxiu of China held off a frenetic challenge from her rivals to win the women's RSX gold medal, edging out 2016 Olympic champion Charlene Picon of France, with Britain's Emma Wilson picking up the bronze. Francis It has the details. The trio came into the 10-woman medal race knowing they would all be on the podium. Lu had a four-point lead over Wilson, with Pecon two points further back, so all that was left to be decided was the medals. After a delayed start due to the lack of wind, the 36-year-old Pecon attacked from the start, and Lu struggled to keep up as she found herself slipping down the field. 
Despite Pecon's lead, Liu knew that a top four finish would be enough as long as Wilson didn't win, and she recovered by the midpoint of the race, eventually crossing the line third behind Pecon and Wilson. Hong Kong's Chan Hei Man finished eighth overall. In the men's event, Kiran Badlo of the Netherlands won the gold. Thomas Goyard of France finished in second place in the overall table to take silver, and China's Bi Kung claimed the bronze. It's been a good day for China in weightlifting and on the trampoline as well, as Todd Harding reports. China's Liu Xiaojun has won gold in the 81-kilogram weightlifting division with new Olympic records for all three categories of the snatch, clean and jerk and total. The Dominican Republic's Zacharias Bonamichel took the silver medal and Italy's Antonino Pizzolato the bronze. It's Liu's second gold after his victory in the men's 77-kilogram category at the 2012 London Games. He also won a silver in the same category at the Rio 2016 Olympics. And China's Dong Dong won a record fourth Olympic trampoline medal after a stunning routine saw him claim silver behind Belarusian Ivan Litvinovich, who won gold for his nation for the second straight games. Dylan Schmidt of New Zealand won bronze, the first trampoline medal for his nation. Dong, who took gold in London in 2012, had also won silver in Rio in 2016 and a bronze in Beijing in 2008. Chinese Taipei's Li Yang and Wang Qilin won the badminton men's doubles Olympic gold medal, beating China's Li Junhui and Liu Yuchun 21-18-21-12. Malaysia's Aaron Chia and So Woyik took bronze. So on day 8 of the Games, China lead the medals table with 21 golds, host nation Japan have 17, and the US are in 3rd place with 16. The Russian Olympic Committee are 4th with 11 golds, and Australia are 5th with 10. Hong Kong are joint 25th in the medals table with one gold and two silvers. And a quick look at the weather. It's 30 degrees Celsius to humidity 83%. The news from RTHK. Do you think about me, baby? Maybe once, twice, once, twice. Tell me.
The Cheat Codes and Daniel Bloom asking a question, who's got your love? Hopefully it's just one person. Is it getting better? Do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. Be 